All right, it's great to be back with everyone here on the Chaldean News Radio Podcast. I'm your host, Omar Binu. Uh, today we have a very special episode uh, of the Chaldean News Podcast. We're going to interview four different uh, entrepreneurs in the community, some of them being uh, community leaders and activists as well. Um, we're living in a crazy time right now, obviously, as everybody knows, um, this pandemic it has pretty much it's shaken the entire world we're all in you know closed uh lockdown and stay at home and social distancing and the economy's been affected people's health uh is at risk um or so we're told uh and um some of the hospitals are overwhelmed with some of these patients and whatnot and uh, these entrepreneurs are going to give us their perspective, uh, how this pandemic has affected their business, and also what they foresee in the future as far as recovering and the uh, economy of the United States as well. So without further ado, let's bring them on. Joining us now is Mike Sarafa, who is a co-founder of Vision Growth Partners. Mike, thanks for being on here with us. Uh, my pleasure. Thanks, Omar. So, Mike, um, what is Vision Growth Partners exactly? It's a uh, family investment office. Um, my partner, Sabra Amori, we have um, several different holdings, but our biggest project right now is the Alliance Salon Group. And we own um, three brands of salons in, um, in seven states, um, Supercuts, Cost Cutters, and Holiday Hair. Okay, so and obviously, uh, I mean, we're living in some unprecedented times. It's it's just crazy out there. It's it's hellacious to put it very you know uh, mildly. That's what do you? How has this whole thing affected your you know the the business? And what do you anticipate? Yeah. You know, well, we are in a business that uh, was you know declared non-essential by many of the uh, governors. We operate primarily in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Michigan, where there are very aggressive governors from a public health standpoint, which is a good thing, and which, which we support. But it was the Pennsylvania governor that ordered hair salons um, closed first um, a few weeks ago, and then Ohio, and then Michigan. So for all of our, our entire portfolio is closed right now. We've furloughed over 2,000 employees, and unfortunately probably have to do some more of that um, because we were hoping we'd be open sometime possibly after Easter or in early May, but it's hard to know what's going on. So it's been sort of devastating and sad. Um, our company's strong enough um, and our cash position is strong enough where we're looking forward to uh, being back in business um, whenever that time comes. Uh, fortunately for us, haircuts are what in economics are considered, you know, an inelastic thing. They're not impacted too much by a down economy. Everybody needs a haircut and I think there'll be a lot of pent up demand. We're also starting to think about, you know, what our salon spaces look like um, from the standpoint of making sure that not only our employees, our stylists, but also their guests, our customers and clients feel comfortable and safe sure. um, in the environment inside the salon. So yeah, it's like you said, unprecedented times, but we're not alone. The country's going through it together and we I've been talking a lot about the idea of shared sacrifice. So we have to do what we have to do to listen to the government uh, directors, both in terms of uh, health, but also with the economy. And then once the health piece is handled, we'll get back to business. So are you, um, so you were pretty much, you, you agree with uh, the whole, uh, you know, quarantine and, and shutting everything down? 
you know, I'm like everybody else. Like we didn't know what we didn't know. It seemed like it wasn't going to be, you know, something that was going to require the entire economy to shut down. But the more we found out about the disease and how it spread and how contagious it is, you know, that became very apparent. So as we were getting these orders from the governors, that was very hard. But looking back, I mean, they're doing the right things in Ohio. For example, um, he's been among the most aggressive in the whole country, Governor DeWine. And they have like half the cases or less than half the deaths or less than Michigan, for example. So, um, you know, it's working there, but that's a huge state for us in terms of our business. But I mean, nothing come, nothing works at all if um, we don't have this virus under control at some point. So, yeah, we... we um, we've taken it as it comes. And I think that um, we have to continue to be responsive as Americans to, to the government. I wish there was a more national approach um, so that it wasn't so spotty, um, which has been a really hard thing for us to manage because we're in multiple States. Right. Yeah. And, and I, I actually was just reading today that the governor uh, uh, of Michigan just extended the, she had it signed, you know, for April 5th, uh, to reevaluate, but I understand that she moved it now to May 3rd. To, uh, so, you know, the, the President Trump had, had kind of talked about another 30 days of uh, last week. So, you know, through April 30th, mm-hmm. very unlikely. We don't expect any of the governors um, in our states where we operate anyway, including in Michigan, where we all live, um, to, you know, become underneath the president's timeline. So at a minimum, we're looking at May. And frankly, I'd be real surprised um, if it's not later and maybe for at least in our business, we're able to reopen. So, so you're kind of projecting maybe like late May, uh, if not early June. Yeah, we're preparing our, our all of our um, um, modeling and preparations and financial planning are now um, considering June 1st and even possibly a little longer. We're hoping for much sooner than that. Right. Um, and it may be sooner than that, but, you know, we're trying to be smart about how we prepare. Do you anticipate that this whole thing is going to impact uh, the, nas- the, the national economy on, an, on a major level? So I don't see any way that when we're done with this, that we're not in a deep recession um, for a year to two years. Um, ultimately, the stock market will come back. But, I mean, the unemployment um, numbers are going to... Um, remain high. Some of the industries where many of the layoffs are coming are going to be slow to come back. I think restaurants, hotels, the hospitality space in general, you know, even things like sports and stadiums and concerts, I think there's going to be a several month period where people are going to um, just not want to be in large close gatherings. And so um, when that's bad for those venues, um, in terms of their business, those venues employ people. If those people aren't working, you know, their disposable income, you know, goes down and they're not spending. And so it's just a chain effect. And that's how recessions start. And so I think we're in one now, frankly, and we'll probably be in one for a while. But we've been here before, you know, from an economic standpoint, and we know how to handle these things and come out of it right. as a country. The hard part about what we're dealing with now is we it's hard to plan around because it seems like it kept getting worse every week. So instead of better. Yeah. And well, the the thing is too, I was reading today again, that uh, the, the cases uh, as of like over the weekend did not exponentially rise here in Michigan as, as fast as they have been. So I guess 
And you know, as, as messed up as that might sound, that's kind of a good thing, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Even in New York, it's too early to tell if it's a pattern or not, but you know, there, they had a little bit of a decline for a day or two. I mean, all the doctors and scientists on TV are saying that the next couple of weeks that most of the major hotspots around the country of which Michigan is one, you know, will be peaking in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully on the other side of that, we'll be, you know, coming, we'll be starting to see the light at the end of the tunnel. Right. So hope, I mean, you're, you're, you sound pretty optimistic in terms of, uh, you know, your business maybe picking up, uh, after once things calm down and, and everything reopens up and, and whatnot. You know, I just think haircuts and color and thing, you know, people always like to look good and feel good. I don't think it's going to be exactly the same industry when we're back at it. But, um, again, our company's well positioned to, um, get back in business and take, take the opportunity to continue to serve our customers. Thanks a lot for being on here with us, Mike. Thank, thanks, Omar. Take care. Joining us now is Sylvester Standiaha with Pinnacle Hospitality. Uh, he is one of our community leaders and uh, activists, as well as um, uh, a family entrepreneur. Sly, welcome to the show. Thank you, Omar. Nice to be with you. Good thanks morning. So, Thank you. I know that uh, uh, you, if Pinnacle Hospi Hospitality is a family-owned business. Uh, what is it exactly? Pinnacle Hospitality is our family-owned and operated hospitality development and management company. We also have commercial properties. I have the privilege and blessing to work with my dad, brothers, and my brother-in-law. Uh, we have a great team, and uh, we primarily manage franchise hotels in Michigan. Okay. And so, of course, you know, with, with these times and, and this whole pandemic, I mean, you know... Um, I, I'm 48 years old and never in my time or anybody else's time, as far as I know, have we been, have we seen something like this? I mean, you could call these definitely hellacious times. It's, it's just crazy. It's definitely a very uncertain time and uh, an anxious time for many of us, especially um, in business. But when you mix in the, the health part of it, it, it makes it uh, more scary and, and just puts us in a position where we don't have control and we don't know, you know, what, what, and when this thing will end and what the outcome would be. So, um, it's definitely a very anxious and uncertain time, but, uh, we've been through tough times together as a community, as a country, sure. as humanity, and we'll, we'll get through it together, uh, with God's help. How did this, how has this impacted your businesses? Have you guys had to close anything down? Well, we, we took the position that, uh, we weren't going to, close things down immediately uh, just because we have to have someone staffed at, at the hotels to, mm -hmm. to secure the site. But um, after the, the health scare and um, just worrying about our employee safety, yeah. um, we've decided to close a few of the locations. Uh, we've taken measures to protect them. Um, we've searched long and far for masks like everyone else has, providing them with gloves, sanitizing material, uh, sneeze guards at the front desk, but taking all the precautions we can following the CDC guidelines to, to protect our staff and our customers. So, you know, once this is all said and done, um, what do you anticipate as far as the economy overall? Uh, and do you think your businesses will be affected, you know, hardcore by, by the uh, consequences of this whole virus and the lockdown that, that has been implemented in most of the states? Yeah, well, 
Well, on the hospitality side, uh, definitely we've been impacted with the travel ban and the social distancing and the essential workers part of it. Our developments, um, we have people working, but uh, definitely much, much slowed down. Um, no city or municipalities are working. Uh, they're all home for safety reasons. Mm-hmm. From the the hotel side for travel, um, you know, once once we get this under control, and I think we start seeing declining numbers, uh, people will get more comfortable. We we can't be cooped up for long, and everyone's anxious to get back to work. So, once the health part of it is out of the way, and God willing. Um, you know, we find a cure for this or a treatment, uh, people's, uh, perception and their confidence will come back. And, uh, we see it picking up and being stronger than before. Yeah. So you having said that, what's your, what's your outlook, uh, you know, regarding the economy after this, do you see us going into a recession? We were on such a trajectory before, um, just internally, uh, the family discussing it. We just, we were so strong. The optimism was there um, with a pro-business president like President Trump in office uh, and regulations uh, coming down, making business easier, making capital more accessible. Uh, the confidence was just so strong. I think when we get the health part of this out of the way and we get people back to work and um, people are healthy and happy and ready to go back, this thing will, will surge back and um, in a matter of months, in our opinion. But um, time will tell, of course. Um, number one thing is is everyone's safety and health. That's probably what we learned from this the most. Sure. That life is so fragile that uh, we just, we have to be a part of this human family and be together. And it's brought, it's brought people together. And the fruits of this, you know, although it's a, a tragic thing and a terrible thing and sets us back a few months, uh, the fruits of this will be that we appreciate life, especially for our generation um, that never had a you know World War II or a moment where we could step up and be together and and stand together to fight a common a common threat. Yeah, beautiful words, man, uh, and and definitely inspiring. And I think I think we need to hear more like that. You know, if people are just kind of sitting at home and <laughs> some of them just kind of going out of their minds, you know, and like, oh, I don't know what to do. I don't, and I'm like, man, you know, there's so much you can do that you guys are so used to doing things one way. Um, mm-hmm. You know, that I think this is kind of a good eye opener and it helps people rediscover a lot of things that we thought we didn't know, you know? Yeah, yeah definitely. You know, a meal around the table at home, a home prepared meal, you know, we would, we would eat out a couple times a day. Um, and we joke about it, having a home cooked meal, appreciating the simple things, appreciating the text message or a phone call from family and friends checking in. We kind of lost that with our, our hustle and bustle of just being busy all the time. And this really, uh, God is taking this opportunity to slow us down and say, look, uh, you got to trust in me and you have to appreciate what you have because it's so fragile and it ends in an instant and we just have to be conscious of living in the moment every time. So I think for me, that's exactly what our family has realized that we just have to, to appreciate everything we have and life is not that bad. Yeah. It's like God hit the big reset button, huh? That's for sure. (laughs) He's getting us to pay attention now. He didn't even leave it up to us. He just said, look, I'm going to, I'm going to give you this time. And, and, uh, financially, obviously it's not good. Uh, especially for a lot of people who are paycheck to paycheck, Sure. We have them in our prayers and we all have to do our part to support our neighbor. But, um, 
at whatever cost, this was a lesson for all of us to, to really appreciate life, appreciate the people in our lives and the blessings we have uh, living in this country and, and living in this time. We're here for a reason at, at this moment. And uh, if we seize that moment and get away from the anxiousness and fear and all that, uh, all that garbage that sets us back, and just focus on on the on the future and being positive. Uh, God will get us through, and He'll He'll make us stronger than before. Sly, thanks a lot for you being on here with us. Thank you for having me. Happy Easter to you and your family, brother. Thank you. Same to you. With us now is Zina Atisha, who is the co-owner of the Sahara Restaurant uh, in Oak Park and uh, also in Sterling Heights as well. Zina, thank you for being on here with us today. Thank you for inviting me. Good morning. So. Uh, obviously this is, this is probably the craziest time any of us have experienced in our history. Um, you know, it's just because it's such a, it's a pandemic and it's a, it's this whole lockdown thing. I don't think any of us have experienced something like this and it's affected different businesses. Um, I, I think that restaurant businesses are probably one of the hardest hit by this, this, uh, social distancing, um, how did it, how has it affected, you know, Sahara and, and how you guys have been doing? So for us, um, we are seeing uh, 80 to 90% decrease in gross sales. The, wow. the problem is that you're, you can't come into the restaurant. You can't enjoy a meal. You cannot have, um, the rules are that we cannot have any, groups in there. The restaurant's basically closed to carry out and catering and deliveries only. So we have uh, the location and Sterling Heights especially does have a banquet facility. And we had a slew of baptisms and proposal parties and birthdays that were all booked and are all put off or canceled, postponed or canceled at this point. Mm -hmm. And so then you're going to have an overlap effect in the summer where there's still an unpredictable date of, as to when we're going to open. So these people are uh, do not know exactly what day they'll be postponing their events, their parties, or banquets till, especially right. with the communion season right in front of us. Yeah, that's got to be one of your biggest, probably one of your biggest parties are the communions, I would say, right? The communion season encompasses the pretty much the end of April for a lot of the American churches, Catholic schools, and then you go into May and then one by one, each one of the Kellyan churches has their communions week by week. And some of them are on the same day or next day. And now those are all being pushed into June, which June is already booked. So now there's, there's a problem with that. So yes, we do, we do have a lot of frustration with the parents of these children trying to decide when or if they'll be able to do a party. Some are, some are scared that, no one will come to their parties or should they just cancel it? Or what day will the church decide to postpone? A few churches have postponed um, dates, have chosen dates, I should say. But um, yeah, a lot of them have not. So And so do you feel that even with carryout, people are becoming more uh, scared to, to order carryout as well? So carryout, I feel like with the stay home, stay safe order, um, they're, maybe they're just um, apprehensive to get out of the house is more like it. It's not that they, they aren't ordering carryouts. We are uh, still have both locations open, shorter hours, of course, from 11 to 8. And 
we're taking carry out. DoorDash is an Uber Eats. We do work with them. Mm -hmm. So we are seeing more um, DoorDash orders and Uber Eats orders than we did before. But they are they are still ordering carry out, but not we are doing a lot of huge deliveries to hospitals as well and to companies and banks. People ask us, not really uh, companies, but the ones that are essential businesses that are allowed to be open. Mm-hmm. We are seeing, you know, generous generosity throughout the community where people are ordering things for us to take uh, large, large amounts of food too. So are you, are you worried, you know, like once this passes, once this whole stay home, stay safe order is lifted, uh, are you worried that people are going to, um, you know, uh, be afraid to come back to the restaurant? No, I don't. I don't see that. I see a lot of resiliency in our community and anxious anxiety to get back to work and get back to their normal life. A lot of people are just telling me, Zena, just we're going to postpone the party or we're going to come back and don't cancel anything. I think that everyone's more anxious to get back to their normal lives. That's interesting. Because, yeah. That's, uh, it's good to hear you. Slowly, say slowly. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. What, that, you know, that's, that's what, what I'm getting from my customers. Okay, good. Because I, I know I have talked to others who are in the grocery industry and others who are in the restaurant industry as well. And, um, some have the same optimistic look that you do and, you know, a uh, view that you do. And others say that, well, I've, I think that once this is lifted, you know, people are going to be very paranoid and going to be worried about coming out. And it's going to take a very long time before they come back out. So I, I would say that, you know, some, a couple of them have canceled parties altogether, mm-hmm. maybe as far as parties, but as far as dining out, that's an unknown. That is an unknown. Is it going to be a slow start? Uh, I do think it will be a slow start into getting people to come out to dinner again. Sure. We are fortunate um, that the restaurant is popular and um, it's Mediterranean food and it's been around for almost 40 years. So uh, that does help. We do have a market, Sahara market at 14 and Ryan, whose business has doubled or almost tripled on some days. And that, that after, after this pandemic started, you mean? I'm sorry. You, you mean so? It's has it tripled after the pandemic started, or has after it after the pandemic? Right. Wow. There was a run on food and groceries, and um, you know, people are at home and they're cooking every day, and they need they need their you know their obviously the grocers are doing great right now. Our store is and right. Um, you know that's that's because you've got all these parents at home with their kids and seven days a week cooking and breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And right. so we see a huge increase at the market of sales. So, uh, and real quick, what is your, do you, do you believe that, you know, after this is all done, are, do you think the economy is going to hit a recession? I think so. Yeah, I do. I think because overall um, this has impacted people's finances and um, a lot of people are without a job or, and are not going to be able to, to spend the money that they were spending before the economy was wonderful. Mm-hmm. We before, and um, I don't know what everyone's personal status is, but the way I see it and the, what we see on the news and what we know from our friends, um, a lot of people are, you know, have everyone is kind of like, well, our business is not doing well. If they own a hotel or if they're, if they own um, a hair salon, 
you know, there's no, it's null. There's no business. So they're, they're going to be apprehensive to go out and spend money right away because now right. they're going to be looking to build their business back up. Right. And you know, it's funny because yeah. uh, I know a lot of people who have traveled, like tra- been traveling through Birmingham for work or whatnot, and it's literally a ghost town, you know, so. <laughs> I mean, right. Yeah. And right. And yes. And I live in West Bloomfield and one of our locations is obviously Oak Park and Stone mm-hmm. Heights and they're a ghost town. You see the roads empty. A lot of restaurants are closed. Yep. Um, a lot of businesses, uh, most businesses are closed. Obviously they're not all essential businesses. So yeah. If we do go through a recession, which yeah, I, I mean, obviously we probably will, but uh, hopefully that it won't last as long as it did, you know, back in 2008 and it won't be as harsh either. So I guess we'll have to. Right. And, and, and that is the difference is that in 2008 was a financial crisis, mm-hmm. homes and mortgages. And it was a, the economy, you know, and the stock market and everything crashed. This is a, a health issue that has caused this recession. And yeah. the faster they can come up with uh, medicine or a vaccine or quicker, t- more testing, then, you know, this is not because the economy caused this, is going to cause this recession. Obviously, we all know it's because of the virus. Sure. It's very sad. I've never seen anything like this in my life. And I'm born and raised in Detroit, and it's unbelievable. Definitely. It's, it's definitely, like I said, the craziest time in any of our history. So, Right. Zena, thank you so much for being on here with us. You're welcome. Thank you for calling in. And All we right. look forward to when Sahara reopens too. We do too. We're looking forward to seeing everyone again. Thank you. With us now is Rod Kathawa, who is the president uh, of the Shenandoah Country Club. Rod, thank you for joining us here on the Chaldean News Podcast. You're welcome, Omar. Thank you. So, um, Rod, how are you doing in these crazy times? I'm not doing very good because I've been locked up in my house for almost three weeks now and uh, um, trying to make the best out of it. You know, as you know, I'm, I'm uh, uh, retired the grocer, so, um, but I'm locked up at home with my family. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's the craziest time that any of us has ever experienced, I would say. Wouldn't you agree with that? Uh, I, I never thought not even in my dreams, that one day I will live to see America shut down like this. And this, we live in... The whole world. Uh, well, the whole world, but uh, America's like 50 countries all shut down. <laughs> yeah. So obviously, you know, this whole pandemic has affected uh, a lot of businesses, um, especially in the, like travel or hospitality or, you know, restaurants. And, you know, because of this, uh, Shenandoah has been closed and all the banquets have been have had to be rearranged, and uh, the restaurant is is also closed. Uh, how has that affected business? And are you guys even doing carryouts right now? Well, right now, uh, Omar, we are completely shut down, uh, uh, including the carryout is shut down. The whole club, is, the whole operation is shut down. Uh, we have a few people and staff maintaining the building and uh, maintaining the golf course. Um, uh, we want to be ready to open uh, when we are allowed to open, especially in the golf course. So we really have a uh, uh, couple of ma- uh, couple, a few people, uh, the general manager and a couple more people working beside that. The whole operation shut down and will remain shut down until the governor 
left uh, the stay home order. And when it, when she does, when she does, we put in a plan. The board of directors put in a plan with the management to how best to open up to back open up. Do you think that you know because of all this? Do you think that people are going to be very hesitant? to come out, to come back out and, you know, socialize in, in a setting like that? Amar, I don't know. But one thing we know and me and my colleagues on the board talk about is every day we know it's going to be a new Shenandoah, new roles, a new, uh, it's a new life for all of us, whether we'd be home or outside or in the club. I mean, sure. the club will not be the same like it was before. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, socially, we don't know what the... Uh, government will allow it and not allow it. But one thing I can tell you, uh, we will follow the recommendation from CDC as far as, as uh, uh, social, socializing the size of the rooms and the size. So we, 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 will, we will have some changes, serious changes uh, made in our operation in the club. And we, 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 we have to, our concern would be first to make sure our members when they come to enjoy the club, are safe and sound. Sure. And uh, then our staff, and then uh, the club in general. Have you guys considered reopening the carryout? Because I know a lot of restaurants are still doing that. Um, Omar, um, uh, uh, we talked about it. We talk about it every week. And uh, um, when we decided to shut down, well, was because some of the staff was hesitant to work. And uh, in, in our situation, we need like 10 employees to turn that uh, uh, between the inside people, outside people, the kitchen, the lines, uh, whatever. Uh, we need at least nine, 10 people. So it wasn't worth it with the fear among our staff to keep it open. And uh, 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 funny you asking about the carry out, uh, if we are allowed to operate, um, we want to open the golf course first uh, because that's a source of revenue for us. And right after that, uh, we will open the carry out and gradually uh, we'll open the rest of the club. It's going to take time. We, we are not going to be able to open the whole club. Say, hey, Shenandoah was open. Come on, as, as, just like it was in January, February. Right. Uh, will not will not be like that. You know, we'll, the uh, the board will be making necessary decisions, and like I said, we will comply with the CDC recommendations. So, people who had to cancel their weddings are they already rescheduling, like picking new dates, or is everything on hold right now? Um, no, people have people that had weddings in April and May and June most of June too, mm-hmm. are pushing their weddings for later in the year and they taking any date available. Actually, everybody's rescheduling. And, and uh, for me, I really feel bad about that. You know, of course, you know, our uh, banquet business is uh, our main source of revenue. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, we had to cancel and so, uh, we had to cancel a couple of weddings one weekend and I broke my heart when I met, the, met with the families especially the bride and the grooms, and mm-hmm. they were so sad. I mean, they were ready to get married within a few days, and we had to. Ca- they had to cancel. We didn't cancel. Sure. The, go- the governor canceled. 
actually this uh, the the governor canceled their weddings and um, it, it really broke uh, my heart because they wanted to meet with me and i met with them and it was really sad you know you planned the whole year to get married and all of a sudden the state governor governor she said well no more than 250 people and we offered to do hold the weddings for these people if they were going to lower their guest list to 250 people, but they said no, and so the weddings were canceled. Yeah. So coming up, you know, once this, this whole thing blows over and they, they lift the stay at home and whatnot, how do you think the economy is going to be? Do you think we're, gonna, we're headed for a recession? And do you think it's going to impact, you know, Shenandoah a lot? Uh, uh, when we are open up and this thing, this thing is not going to be going away within six months to a year because some experts, they say, could this, uh, this virus could come back in the fall. I know the country is going to be in the recession. I know slow, uh, business, businesses are going to be slow and, uh, uh, whether like would be restaurants or hotels or traveling, there's people, some of my friends, they say, Hey, they're not going to fly for a year. We're not going to go to restaurants anymore. You know? Right. Uh, we got to figure out who's cooking, who's doing this. But with yeah, us... So people Shenandoah, are going to be paranoid. Yeah. Uh, and Shenandoah is going to impact us financially. And uh, I thank the Lord that we have a solid uh, membership that I know will stand with the club, behind the club, and we will be okay. But I know we're not going to see big weddings. <clears throat> Excuse me. We're not going to see big weddings anymore. Uh, probably the dining, we're going to shrink the dining room size. In other words, instead of serving 140 people, yep. the dining room will be only for 70 people. So it's a, it's a new era, new time. You know, sure. we did not expect this, but we will do whatever we can. And we have a lot of plans, a lot of discussions going on. But um, financially, will we be impacted? And uh, unfortunately, we might have to lay off some people. You know, I mean, it's like anything else. If you don't have business, if you don't have sales, you don't keep uh, employees. Rod, thank you so much for being on here with us. Um, you're welcome, Omar, anytime. God bless you and God bless the whole community. And inshallah, everything will be good. And uh, looking forward to seeing everybody pretty soon.